Hello, listeners. This is Nicole, your host of the 50 Conversations podcast. This is just a quick update to tell you that I am oh so close to launching a new book for career changers like yourself. The book, Punch Doubt in the Face, How to Upskill, Change Careers, and Beat the Robots, is unlike any other career book out there. We're going to be talking robots, we're going to talk about bad bosses, and we're going to go on a couple of adventures. The world of work has changed since your parents' generation, yet the career advice you've been given since then really hasn't. I aim to change that with this book, and I want to invite you to be part of its launch and all the activities that I'm hosting afterwards. So, get on our list of curious career changers. You can visit www.punchdoubt.com. That's punch, P-U-N-C-H, doubt, D-O-U-B-T, dot com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 50 Conversations. My name is Nicole, and I'm your host as we explore all of the different paths to a brand new career and talk to people who are on the other side of a career change. Um, I am thrilled today uh, to talk to you, um, to talk with Megan Nace, who's going to be talking about her career change journey and actually where she's at right now on her career path. So, Megan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yes, wonderful. So, uh, listeners, we already know what at this point what question I'm going to ask. I would love to know what do you do for work right now? What's your day like? Right now, I am an IT support specialist. I work in a school district, so I am on site working in classrooms with teachers and students. At other times, I'm doing the back end, managing Macs through Jamf and a variety of other software programs, kind of just putting out fires and doing as much preventative maintenance as possible. <laughs> that's really cool. I like that you added the part about going into classrooms because I, that's not something I would have thought about. Like it's an IT specialist. Um, all right. So we know because you're on this podcast, you weren't always here. What were you doing before this? Uh, still in education, but not in IT. I was actually a teacher beforehand. I taught technology for K through five students. And then I taught first grade and third grade. Oh, wow. So like all the little ones. Yes. <laughs> and when you're teaching technology to kids, like what kind of things are you teaching them? In elementary school, we focused on a lot of software skills. So we would do a PowerPoint unit where I taught them skills uh, to do PowerPoint and they would choose the topic. We animated in Keynote. We learned digital citizenship. So, you know, how to not bully and keep yourself safe on the internet and things like that. So it was a wide range of things, but it was very rewarding. Oh my God, there's adults that need that. That's, <laughs> these, kids got, these kids are going to be set. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so, uh, so how did you know that you wanted to get into the job that you're in now? So I actually wound up realizing that I needed to make a career change. Um, and I resigned without a plan because I just right. knew I had to make the change. Yeah. And so I actually had a little bit of background from when I taught technology and did a little bit of support on the side for the school district through a stipend mm -hmm. uh, that I had those skills. So an IT job came open with my same school district. And I thought, what a great opportunity to start a new career in a field I know and in a place where I'm passionate and I can serve the greater good. Yeah. So, so you kind of already had it in the back of your head. You had, you're like, I've got these skills. And were you looking for that type of job or did it kind of show up and you were like, had an aha moment? Like, what was that like? I knew that I was interested in technology. Mm -hmm. um, as a teacher, the science of teaching came naturally to me. The art was something that I was always continually learning. So mm -hmm. a more technical career, always interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so 
IT was a good fit, but I wasn't sure it's what I was going to go into. Okay. And for all those listeners that may have heard that, my dog likes to make a guest appearance sometimes on this podcast. <laughs> um, so I like um, that you talked about kind of like already knowing where you wanted to go, you know, or, or having this interest in technology. And I'm wondering, you know, as you went through the career process, like technology is just such a big field, right? Like technology, right? It could be so many things. Um, when you looked at kind of your next step and stuff like that, and you saw this job, like, how did you know you were going to be, how did you like have the confidence to go after it? Cause I mean, you just resigned. You were like, oh, I'm done with this thing. Like you took a re really drastic approach. And I love that. Could you tell me more about that process? Well, part of it is I had, I had my first child. And so finding another job wasn't optional. Okay. So it was partly motivated by need, but I also felt like I had a community of people around me who I felt like if I really ran into a big roadblock could support me um, mm -hmm. next steps. So I figured I'd give it a go. And once I settled into IT in that department, in that community, in that culture, it just wound up being the correct place. Oh, that's nice to kind of like find your fit. You're like, these are my people. I said those exact words. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Do you feel you use your background kind of as a teacher that comes in? Does that come into play in your current IT job as well? 100% absolutely. It comes into play on a daily basis when I'm prioritizing my tickets or interacting with my end users. Mm -hmm. And I suspect it will always guide my work going into the future with future career decisions um, because I know that at the end, I'm here. So every student has access to an amazing education despite their background. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I like about that is, you know, in career changes, you know, sometimes people tend to think, well, I got to start all over again. You know, and in your case, you're like, well, I'm, I'm using all the stuff that I had. We don't, we don't start over. We bring this stuff with us. Right. It may feel like we might start over because it's new, but we're actually bringing all this knowledge with us to whatever the next thing is. The job changed a lot, but the mission stayed the same. So that yeah. was nice. That's super cool. Um, when you went through this process, so now that you're on the other side of your career change, how do you feel about it? You know, uh, I feel really great. Like I said, I fit right into the new career. I get along with people very well. Um, I've had uh, probably the biggest blessing is I've had a variety of wonderful, wonderful mentors along the way. Yeah. Um, and I continue to have those relationships. So I feel very confident and happy with the direction I chose to go. Yeah. It's interesting that you talk about the role of mentorship. Uh, one of the things I'm always wondering, and I know I've heard other people ask is, where do you get those mentors from? Then if you're going through this process, how, how did you come by mentorship? Um, in another podcast, they were talking to someone from the Nosa Familia coffee company. And one uh -huh. of their company values is ABMF or always be making friends. Oh, uh, that is nice. It is. So I heard that and I was like, oh yeah, that kind of comes naturally to me. Two things that I've always done have been serving other people and making friends. And so yeah. a lot of these mentorships just came from striking up a conversation with someone you know, finding some common ground and uh -huh. getting interested in what they're doing and vice versa. And it just kind of grows from a more social experience than uh -huh. headhunting the correct mentor, I guess. Sure. Yeah, no, I think that's really valuable perspective to share, you know, this human piece, 
um, is so relevant in our career change, right? And these mentors or friends or just your cheerleaders, people that support you in this process, you know, play such a strong role in shaping our choices and giving us the courage to really say, yeah, I can, hell yeah, I can do this, right? You know? Yeah, when you've got passion <laughs> about something and you find someone who has passion about something similar, it's easy to grow that. Yeah, it's straight magic. I love that feeling. <laughs> um, so now that you're, you feel good right now, what is it like looking forward for you in your, like the career that you're on right now? Where are you at? So right now with IT support, I'm, I'm a generalist. I do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out where to go next. So I don't see a major career change in my field, but mm-hmm. I see sub-career changes. So I'm playing with the idea of going into network administration, mm-hmm. uh, w- into systems administration, or maybe even into IT leadership. Yeah. So I, I feel like I don't know what I want to do when I grow up quite yet. <laughs> I think that's normal, right? I think, I think we're all, you know, we were kind of sold this idea, you know, you just got to figure out that one thing and you go and it's like, no, we're all evolving, you know? Um, I'm super evolving. Um, I'm wondering when you think of like your paths that you might take, what's it look like from a, from a training point of view? Do you have to go back to school? Do you have to take classes? Are you studying? What do you have to do for these paths? That's a big, uh, interesting personal struggle for me right now. I have a three and a four year old at home. I work full time. I spend over an hour a day commuting and then, you know, I have all of the responsibilities of home life. And so I don't necessarily have time to go back and to school. So I'm trying to learn as much as I can and take on as many projects that would lead to one of those things at work as I can. Yes. And I have a night a week where I get to step away from my family and I'm using that to um, actually self-study some Cisco training manuals for networking to try to get a certification there and get comfortable with that. Oh, brilliant. I, I'm so happy you shared that with us because, you know, one of the things we talk about, you know, in career changes and skill acquisition, how do you get new skills? And of course, there's all kinds of ways we have people that go back to school, people that, you know, take a boot camp, online classes. And the one that you just pointed out, I think is so valuable, looking for those opportunities already in your place of work um, to, to gather those skills and be able to say, okay, I actually have the practical experience here to do this, right? And it's free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as as someone who has to balance a lot of different things, yeah. I've learned to be a little bit of an opportunist with my time and learning. So yeah, yeah, but that in itself, I think that 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 mindset and skill set to be an opportunist, right? To be able to look for almost like looking in between the lines and say, ah, oh, there it is. There's something I could do, right? <laughs> yes. Although when I say opportunist, it kind of sounds like a dirty word. <laughs> Oh no, I definitely see it as a good one. I think my, I think I could describe my entire career as an opportunist. It's like, Oh, that's the thing. I'm going to go do that. You know? And so (laughs) I definitely, I I'm on board with that phrase. Um, so you just kind of said, you know, you don't think you'll make a major career shift. You'll probably do like subspecialties and stuff like that, but I'm still going to ask the question. How many career changes do you think you'll have in a lifetime? So I would say, thinking about it from a sub-career change mm-hmm. perspective. Yeah. I would anticipate one to two at this point. Okay. Um, but, yeah. you know, I, if, if I am called through, you know, my desire to make change or my skill set to do something new, I'm also open to that. Very cool. Okay. 
And for our final question here, do you have any advice for those who are maybe thinking about a career change? Um, what advice do you have for them? I would say really think about the people you know and the environment you might be getting into. When I made the career change into IT, I had the great fortune. They had just opened the position up. So um, I had a manager who did a lot of intentional onboarding, a lot of on-site training. So as a group, we were built to do our jobs, but then also to rely on each other and have a sense of community. Okay. Um, so that was a really incredible transition into IT. And in school district IT, you're often just kind of thrown into the fire so trying to network with people in your desired field to find out what might be a great place to land, someplace mm -hmm. you'll be supported and be able to feel successful as you take those first steps yes. is huge. Yeah, definitely. You can see the kind of impact that it's made in your own transition there. It definitely comes out in your story. <laughs> Well, okay, that is wonderful. That's wonderful advice to end on. So I wanna thank you so much for sharing all of your journey today. And for everybody else, um, future career changers and listeners, we'll be back with another conversation soon. In the meantime, you can check um, out all the conversations on iTunes under 50 Conversations or head to my website at futureskills.blog. Until then, we'll see you next time. Hello, listeners. Hope you enjoyed that show. This is your reminder to get on our list because my new book, Punch Doubt in the Face, How to Upskill, Change Careers, and Beat the Robots is out soon. And I'm going to be hosting a series of events online that I think you're really going to enjoy. So make sure you get on the list. Visit punchdoubt.com.